0: It's now on. Sorry about that. God's grace, mercy, and peace be with you. We're continuing this morning uh, our message series through this summer called the Ten Commandments, uh, words to be loved by. They're not just commandments. They're gifts from God. We really need to kind of learn to see them that way. Today we're talking about the third commandment, dealing with the Sabbath. And we're calling this message, Stop in the Name of Love. Now, I think we just need to get this out of our system. Okay, so now that's done, right? It's O-O-over. We're not going to think about that anymore, at least try not to. Uh, Let's take a look at this third commandment that God gives to us in Exodus chapter 20. If you're able to read the screen, let's read this together remember the sabbath day by keeping it holy six days you shall labor and do all your work but the seventh day is a sabbath to the lord your god on it you shall not do any work and that's just the first part of it i'll read a little bit more for you here he says on it you shall do no work neither you nor your son or daughter your male or female servant your animals any foreigner residing in your towns for in six days The Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. That's an awful lot to say about a commandment that we usually shorten so, you know, briefly. Interesting that it seems like God has more to say about taking a day off than he does about murder, adultery, or even his name. The longest of the Ten Commandments. It's... it's, it's kind of like he's saying I want you to take this seriously this is not just a suggestion I am commanding you in love to take a day off every week we call it the Sabbath what does Sabbath mean Sabbath means day of rest God says every seventh day you are to take a day of rest why is that? Jesus said to them we heard it in the gospel today the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Jewish law had twisted the Sabbath so convolutedly that it seemed like it was about anything but worship. It was much more about what you didn't do and couldn't touch and couldn't lift and couldn't go. God says, I'm doing this Sabbath for you. Every seven days, you need to rest physically, emotionally. You need to be spiritually recharged because your batteries run low jesus even called himself the lord of the sabbath we could think of that as the lord of the stop lord of the rest someone once said that the sabbath is a time for your soul to catch up to your body so it's a day of rest when is it when should it be saturday sunday friday i think truthfully it doesn't matter which day, as long as you take a day once a week, the seventh day. Now, traditionally, that was Saturday for the Jews. Shabbat, Sabbath, actually is what they call that day of the week, Saturday, Shabbat. The word Shabbat itself actually shares in Hebrew the same root word, the same, wor- uh, same root letters, if you will, as the word seven, or Seventh. So there's all of that meaning kind of tied up when we say Sabbath, Shabbat, Seventh. In the New Testament, we find that the the New Testament Christians, the early Christians, they began to worship on the first day of the week rather than the seventh. Of course, every seven days, there's another first day. It was the first day of the week that they came together to break bread. Uh, Paul in- instructed the Corinthians to set aside their offerings on the first day of the week That was the day that Jesus was raised from the dead Apostle John in the book of Revelation calls it the Lord's Day that on the Lord's Day. I was in the spirit uh, So it became the custom of Christians to celebrate the Sabbath on Sunday the day of the resurrection Actually, if you want to be strict about it, you really kind of can't because the Apostle Paul In the book, in his letter to the Colossians, he said Christians should no longer be tied down to a specific day. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by all these things, including a Sabbath day. It's not something to be judged by. It's something to be loved by. Something that God gives us. It's a day, however, that needs to be set apart. Whatever seventh day you choose for your Sabbath. It needs to be holy that's what holy means is set apart dedicated something should be different about that Sabbath day many things probably should because when you do that you set it apart as special to the Lord so how do we then keep this day holy and special sacred if you will I'm going to share with you three areas in which I think we can keep this Sabbath day holy The first is to use it as a day of rest for your body so you could say physical it's a physical rest your body needs to rest otherwise it may burn out if you work too hard if you don't take time Uh, pastor Bob is on sabbatical which by the way do you notice the connection of Sabbath and sabbatical time to rest Psalm 127 says it's in vain that you rise early and stay up late and toil for food to eat, for he grants sleep or rest to those that he loves." It's so important that in the commandment itself, I'm going back to Exodus 20 here really quickly, God uses himself as an example of taking rest. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Was he tired? Uh, Doubtful that he was tired no he was modeling this important principle saying it's even important enough for him to do it so every seventh day we take a day off it's a healthy rhythm of life And isn't it interesting that in today's modern day we have so many time-saving devices you know what I'm talking about think of all the electronics and the gadgets and the gizmo that you have in your life to save you time let me ask you honestly do they save you time or do they make you more work I think we spend more time taking care of and maintaining our time-saving devices, then they save us time. I don't know, maybe that's just me. They seem to have actually uh, complicated our life. But the idea is the same. Uh, If you're burning the candle at both ends, you're just gonna burn out quickly. You can have so many irons in the fire that you put out the fire. You can be consumed by those tasks of your life, maybe even your career. And there is such a draw in our society, a lot of temptation that pulls us toward more work You get more money, you get more recognition, more achievement, more accolades, more promotion. If you work, 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 there's a lot of forces, but our bodies were not built for non-stop work. Book of Ecclesiastes, in in Solomon's Wisdom wrote, the toil of fools wearies them, for they do not know the way to town. Uh, I think the way I interpret this is you can toil so much that can it can affect even your regular abilities to do simple things like going to town that's kind of how and that you toil so much you lose your way my question for you is is what you're doing and maybe even in your retirement years you may not have a job but you can be doing things that are constantly demanding more from you than is healthy Do you bring your work home i think one of the one of the bad things that came about from COVID was that everybody had to leave the office and work at home, which seemed like a good thing. The problem is there's kind of something healthy about having your home be a place for rest and your work be a place for work. So I'm not saying if you're working at home that, that that's bad, but it's just something to be, be uh, aware of. Uh, that, that all that time, it, uh, I think if, if we have all that time that we can constantly work sort of 24-7, kind of interrupts the system. That God gave us. Uh, There's an old adage that says if uh, you break the bow if the bow is always bent. Farmers even know that fields need to lie fallow for a season. Sabbath is built into nature. Your body needs it. The psalm, well-known psalm, 23rd psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. This commandment is one way that he makes us lie down, but I don't know, maybe you've ever gotten to that point in your life where God has had to stop you you work so hard you push so hard have you ever noticed when you when you go through that season of extra toil that it's like your immunity goes down it seems like when you do stop for a second that's when you get sick working too hard God will if he needs to he will make us stop and I think uh, many of you maybe were brought up in, a, in an age or in a generation that has a very strong work ethic you might think it's lazy to stop working but it's not god modeled it taking a day off in creation jesus modeled it he always took time to get away he regularly retreated to quiet place from the crowd and nobody accomplished more than jesus did and he was able and willing and made it a priority to take time to rest and be with the father and be in his father's house so that me- that makes you and me ask the question then who do we think we are if we won't stop And we won't take a day of rest. We're saying, in in other words, I'm so important, I have so much work to do that if I stop, the universe will break. I mean, maybe you don't say it like that. It sounds kind of foolish when I say it that way, but I think sometimes we need to tell ourselves that. God is still God. He gives me this command so that I will know it's serious to stop. And I found this in my life, that when I force myself to take that Sabbath, God always blesses that faithful act of obedience on my part and manages somehow to get even more done than I think I would have gotten done if I just kept working. Actually, I think uh, reluctance to rest is a sign of immaturity and insecurity. Uh, Parents, uh, when your kids were little, do you remember you'd try to put them to bed and they would come up with any kind of excuse not to go to bed? I can remember vividly when when I was a young boy sitting at the top of the stairs. My parents would have sent me up to bed. But I just could not go to sleep and I'd sit at the top of the stairs and I'd yell down to them Can I come down? And I just wanted to be down. I wanted to play more I wanted to be where they were doing and you know do what they were doing and be where they were Uh, I guess I I still have a little bit of that today, too. It's just I just always feel like there's a lot more to do So God tells us to rest. Not only our body. I want to move to the next and That's our spirit I think spiritual fatigue, more than even physical. I think now that we we live in a day and age where people are working more and more with their minds, maybe in less so with physical labor, a lot of our jobs can tend to be very uh, mentally taxing in the relationships that we deal with and the problems. And so we need to take this day not only to rest our body, but to recharge our emotions, or you could say recharge your soul. Again, I think, People um, have so much information that we deal with today. You think, I think back to like the friends that I had in high school. And it used to be, you know, after you would kind of graduate and move on, you maybe kept in touch with a few people from high school. But now, thanks to the wonders of Facebook and social media, you can keep in touch with all 200 of them or however big your class was. And then add into that all the people that you've ever worked with in any job in any city you've ever lived with, uh, lived in And you have all these relationships, all this information, all these news sources. It is mentally exhausting. And so we need to rest our emotions. So I encourage you on your Sabbath, not only to rest your body, but maybe rest your technology. So here's three things you can do to rest your soul. One is take some quiet. And they all include time, because the Sabbath is about time. It's a seven-day cycle, about taking a day. What, and I'm asking the question, what do you do for that day? You rest your body, you rest your soul, you include some time for quiet. I don't think we're good at that, right? Uh, the Bible says in, the, in, that, in that psalm, uh, he leaves me beside quiet waters and he refreshes my soul. Quietness is a very powerful restoration for us, and I think it's harder and harder these days to find a place of complete quiet. Even in our neighborhood, um, they put a road through, so now we hear cars and trucks, and motorcycles and sirens and 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 sometimes you, you need to actually work to find a place where you can actually have some quiet and that doesn't mean with earbuds in it Means it quiet. quietness and confidence is my strength the bible tells us be still psalm 46 be still and know that i am god part of your sabbath needs to be quiet time and i think a lot of us will take our sabbath we maybe we're good at stopping work but then we fill it with all kinds of recreational activities and shopping and and all that's possible that you'll go back to work on monday and your 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 spirit won't have rested you might have rested your body might have changed your pace but you never took that quiet time when i uh used to be camp pastor in the summer we had a time built into the schedule for the kids and on the schedule it said fob which was flat on bunk and they didn't have we encouraged them to use that time to read their bible but it didn't matter, we just wanted them quiet, not talking on their bum. That's a great, great uh, illustration and message for us to continue today. And I think the internet doesn't help us with this because uh, we've just got impatient, busy lives. And it was you know, this isn't really anything new, right? There's nothing new under the sun. Even in Jesus' day, because so many people were coming and going, that they didn't even have a chance to eat, he said to his disciples, come with me by yourself to quiet get some rest. Jesus had to turn down the noise and go to a quiet place too. So we do that as well. Our soul needs to catch a breath. Find some quiet. Food time for family. Anybody like home movies? Uh, When I was younger, my mom had a a video camera. It was one of those VHS ones, you know, the tapes that were this big, and you kind of put them in and have them on the shoulder, kind of like you see with the, looks now like the people that film sports, you know, those big cameras, all this for a little VHS tape. My mom used to love to film, I, I was going back looking through some family movies, and I noticed that a lot of the videos that my mom took were, were taken while we were sitting on this patio at our house growing up, and it was just, it w- the family would just gather on Sunday, usually after church, usually around pasta, I'm, I'm Italian, some sort of a, you know, Italian food, and we'd all get together and we'd just kind of sit and talk on the patio. So there's tons and tons of these videos. And it really wasn't just our family, actually. This was, I think, something that uh, a lot of people did. It was just kind of built into the culture um, that you would have church, spend time with family, and God wants us to do that as well. One one place, particularly with your spouse, uh, Solomon says, enjoy life with your wife whom you love. Uh, Today's busy life, you need to take time for your family, time to talk to your spouse, have fun with your kids, Or maybe to do something fun with your spouse and talk to your kids. Whatever God is is leading you to do, take time for your family. And then I just want to say, as as part of resting your spirit, you need time with other believers. You need time with fellowship. We read in in Hebrews, let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Um, Another place that we see in the Psalms, David says, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He looked forward to go to the house of the Lord. Why? Because it was a time to be rejuvenated by the other believers. Um, And again, I think this is something, not to just keep harping on COVID, but I think it's something bad that happened with COVID is we kind of thought, we, we learned, if you will, that we could do church at home, but I think we also have learned that church at home isn't the same as church at church. You have to be at home, and we always have a time of prayer for some of those shut-ins, those people who can't be with us, and we want them to feel a part of our fellowship, and so the the screens are a good way to do that. But if you are able to be here, coming to be with the other believers, it's a way to nourish, use some of your Sabbath time be with other believers who can lift you up. Maybe you've experienced this. You thought to yourself, I just don't have time. I don't really feel good today. I've got so much to catch on. I don't really feel like I can go to church. Of course, I'm speaking to the choir, as they say, because you are here today. But maybe you've you've found those times where you just didn't really want to go, but you came and you were so glad that you did. Somebody said hi to you. You were able to catch up with someone. You heard a good word. You received the sacrament. There's so much to be gained by gathering together. Your church family is a special Community, and it, it's not just in the name of the church it is a community of believers for you to gather with all right so you rest your body you recharge your emotions or your soul and you refocus your spirit this is a critical central part of the Sabbath is you read in the Psalms come let us bow down in worship let's kneel before the Lord our maker you have to have the worship component of your sabbath in order for it to truly be a holy day to focus on God and particularly to receive his spirit through word and Sacrament. so the sabbath day uh, in Luther's catechism we read that you know, he, what does this mean we should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and his word in other words, be there and Luther goes on in his large catechism to give a warning if you don't where the heart is idle and the word does not sound, he meaning the devil, put that devil in there, um, the word devil, <laughs> he breaks in and he's done the damage before we're aware. It's a warning. If we are not, if we're remaining idle on our Sabbath, you know there's that, that uh, parable that Jesus tells about how you clean the house, you sweep it clean, but then seven demons move in? If we create all this space, all this rest all this fresh canvas of our mind and spirit and we don't fill it with the word of god there's all kinds of space now that the enemy uh, can sow his work so we use it to get the word of god on our sabbath in other words it's a big day a big big mistake if we take the day we use it for rest and recreation but we don't refill our spirit with god with god's word his power and his love we don't want to just take Sunday and turn it into a fun day. We don't want to take this holy day and just make it a holiday. It is a Sabbath to the Lord. Even sterner than Luther's warning is Jesus' warning when he says, What good is it for man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? What can a man give in exchange for his soul? Our soul care is so important. God wants us to stop and relax, yes, but use that sacred space to into his word, his sacrament. we focuses our spirit in worship. You could think of, and I actually think it's good for us to do that worship first, as the first part of our Sabbath. You could think of it almost as a tithe of your time. You give God worship first in your Sabbath, and then you fill the rest of that day with rest, recreation, fellowship. All right. Remember, God is loving us with this commandment. And he's telling you that you need this Sabbath, and he will bless you through it. He, does, he will multiply the benefits, just like anything that we give him in faith, right? It's the loaves and the fishes. Anything that we offer him, he multiplies the benefits. So for you, it might just be a small extra thing that you do on your Sabbath to make it spiritual. He's going to multiply. Another uh, quick way that you could think about it is, you know how you get a new car, and you get the little book, the maintenance? and it tells you when you 're supposed to do all the changing filters and whatever that's the manufacturer knows what the car needs to be maintained. This commandment is the manufacturer telling us here 's how you maintain it. You take a day of rest. This commandment is really like all, all of god 's commands it 's for you. God is for you. He sent his son for you. and just like with all of god 's commandments, we can fail to keep them that's why i'm so thankful that we have jesus we make a mistake if we take any of god's commandments and say well i'm doing them so well that god is really i'm going to be rewarded by god i'm going to earn something by how well i keep these that's that's the wrong way he's not he's giving us these commandments to be loved by to live by and to be loved by not to be judged by because the only one who's kept all the commandments perfect is our lord jesus christ he's the one who has worked so that you and I can rest. Does that make sense? I love uh, uh, Jeff's special music that he chose today. You may recognize, um, oops, uh, that's the commandment I was talking about. You may recognize this verse from the song, Come to me. This is this is the scripture that that song came from. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy. goes right on after that to say, for my yoke is easy and my... Burden is life. Jesus says, I have carried all your burdens, whatever you're toiling, whatever you're laboring, however you're trying to please earn, achieve, let it go and rest in me. I, I like to look at it, so many of the things that we do, whether it's in worship or we do as Christians, are so that we can have a taste of what's in heaven in this life today, in this earth now this church our family our places where we get to experience a little bit of eternity now and i think our sabbath day is where we get to experience just a little bit of that eternal rest that jesus has won for us we get to experience it now be in his arms be his child let him be the master of the universe and let your soul and your spirit and your body take a rest amen let's pray you can make this your prayer as i pray uh, lord I need rest, I'm tired. You offer me rest, and so I thank you, Lord. I lay down my burdens, turn them over to you. I trust you more than my own abilities and effort. Help me to rely on you to complete my work when I am faithful to honor your Sabbath and keep it holy. Lord, thank you that you've commanded me to take a rest each week. Please give me the strength to say no to work on my day of rest. And Father, show me how to make my Sabbath holy. not simply a day of recreation, but a day that is holy and dedicated to you. And Lord, as I take time to be with you and with my family and with members of your family, the church, redirect and refocus my life, not only for my good, but for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.